Hello and welcome to another episode of Tennis Bites where we serve you bite-sized insights into the world of tennis. My name is Bhushan Sardesai and hi I am Adish Sardesai. In today's episode we are going to explain the ATP tennis calendar and how it works. Uh, ATP stands for Association of Tennis Professionals which is the governing body of uh, men's professional tennis. And uh, the ATP calendar as most of you might know uh is 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 uh, accumulation of various tournaments that take place throughout the year so each type of tournament has a different level of prestige prize money and ranking points right so before we get into the schedule let us try and classify the different types of tournaments as we all know the four grand slams are the biggest tournaments in tennis they are also known as majors they are followed by the atp 1000 masters which total a total of 9 1000 masters are conducted throughout the year they are then followed by atp 500 atp 250 etc subsequently up to atp challenger events the number uh, uh, after atp typically denotes the number of points that are awarded to the winner of the tournament for example atp 1000 means the winner gets 1000 points 500 means the winner gets 500 points etc other than this we also have a few special tournaments like the hopman cup the lever cup the united cup which which has recently been started plus we have the davis cup and we also have the olympics but today we will not be talking about these special events because they are not exactly relevant to the atp calendar as we would like to be so from a timeline perspective the atp calendar is broadly classified into four cycles the first cycle is out the first cycle is outdoor hard then it is followed by the clay season then we have the grass season and then again the fourth cycle is the hard season but again it can be subclassified into two types the first is outdoor hard and the second is indoor hard right So we'll cover the calendar with these cycles in mind, and uh, in a Jan to December sequence. Also, we'll try to touch some uh, key tournaments that most big players play uh, or get media attention. Right. So the season really starts with Australian Open, the first Grand Slam. Right, a very very popular tournament in the circuit, and uh, played on a surface that is friendly to most players and an amazing atmosphere. Uh, this is. right when the season starts really and uh, is held in mid january when players are typically trying to get in full flow before the australian open as a result uh, there are only a few tournaments which are typically atp 250 events and even the newly launched united cup is now uh, a tournament which precedes australian open uh, that uh, set of tournaments really serve as a great preparation time for australian open so thing to note here is since players are really coming back from a break uh, there are no major tournaments namely there are no atp 1000 or atp 500 events before the australian open post australian open though uh, there are some famous uh, tournaments uh, so key tournaments that can be highlighted are the rotterdam uh the rotterdam atp 500 in netherlands uh even the dubai duty free which i think is quite famous uh, because all the top players play there and uh, in march there are two big atp 1000 tournaments the indian wells and uh, uh, miami i think the 
these two tournaments are very famous because Roger won both of them after coming from in back from injury, really. Right. So I think that pretty much sums up the first cycle, that is the outdoor hard season. After that, we shift to the clay season, which is dominantly played across Europe. We have three big 1,000 tournaments. Starts with the Monte Carlo Masters. Then we have the Mutual Madrid Open, which is played in Madrid, Spain. This one, again, is a 1,000 Masters tournament. And then we have the Rome Masters, uh, which is just preceding the French Open. The Rome Masters is once again a 1,000 Masters. Now, all three of these tournaments are played on clay, are very popular, have a lot of media attention, etc., etc., because these are preceding French Open. So pretty much it gives you an insight onto how the players are performing on the clay and uh, who will be the favorite for French Open, etc, etc. One more important tournament here is the Barcelona Open, which although a 500-point tournament, it's an ATP 500, but it is quite famous. A lot of top players play this tournament. And after these... After this season of clay, we get to the big tournament, which is the French Open that is played uh, at Roland Garros. Typically in the month of uh, June, it starts mostly at the end of May. And by the uh, mid of June, uh, we come to the end of French Open. Right, right. I think it's, it's still a relatively uh, bigger uh, a cycle, I would say, because... Uh, in June or mid-June, uh, we really start with the grass court season. And that is typically called outdoor grass. Where uh, the two major tournaments are ATP 500 tournaments. Uh, one which is very famous is Queen's Club. Uh, obviously, uh, it can be named with the sponsor, uh, whoever it may be. And then there is uh, another ATP 500 which is held in Halle, Germany. Uh, so, along with these two, another famous tournament is uh, the Stuttgart-Germany one, which probably I think Nadal plays. Is that right, Adish? Yes, yes, yes. I think so. And uh, I think uh, actually Roger, Novak and Nadal were quite famous in their prime because all three of them used to play different tournaments. The warm-up tournaments <laughs> leading up to the Wimbledon. Right, right, right. Because probably in Wimbledon, uh, they were sure to play each other. <laughs> I guess. Right. So I think it, all these uh, hardcore, uh, sorry, uh, grass court uh, tournaments really lead up to Wimbledon. So which is which is the ultimate tournament for uh, most players. I think this is the dream of probably all the players who start playing tennis at a young age. Uh, so, Wimbledon is typically uh, held in July and maybe start of July or even end of June in some cases. But uh, post-Wimbledon, there is no grass court event. Right, because post-Wimbledon, first we have uh, a bit of a break, I would say, because uh, the tournaments then typically begin uh, in the mid of August. And once again, we move towards the North America. We have two big tournaments uh, in August and September. Uh, first, we have the Cincinnati Masters played in the United States. And we also have the Canadian Open, which is played in Toronto. Both of these tournaments are 1,000 Masters. Both these tournaments have a surface which is similar to 
Flushing Meadows, which is the venue for US Open. And uh, after these two tournaments, we get to the last Grand Slam of the year, which is the US Open. Right. The US Open right. is generally played in September. And as with the remaining Grand Slams as well, uh, the Grand Slams last for two weeks. And by the mid of September, generally, we are through with the US Open. Yeah, and then finally, uh, I think the last cycle which we were talking about in the initial part of the episode, the last cycle is around indoor hard. Uh, that is typically because uh, I think the weather during the last part of the year is not very friendly for playing outdoor tournaments. Uh, that's why it's generally indoor hard tournaments. Uh, and I think two typical tournaments I would like to highlight. One is uh, the Rolex Shanghai Masters. That is actually outdoor hard because China is relatively suitable for outdoor tournaments. But the second uh, big tournament is the Rolex Paris Masters, So, which is again very famous, uh, a tremendous atmosphere, and really, really players really look forward to that. Because post that, uh, the big tournament or pe- uh, players look to qualify to is the ATP Finals, which is uh, held... In, in maybe end of November because after that it's, it's a break and probably Davis Cup finals comes in after that. Well, yes, we also have like in the second part of the fourth cycle as we would like to call it, we also have the Basil Indoors which is quite famous. I think dominantly because it is Federer's hometown. So I don't know before Federer how important or how famous this tournament was. But yeah, Basel Indoors is quite famous today. And as you rightly said, after all this is over, we get down to the ATP World Tour Finals, which currently is uh, being held in Turin, Italy. The ATP World Tour Finals is a completely indoor hard event. And... As we all know, I think it has the best atmosphere than any tennis that any tennis event can offer. Of course, the stakes are also high. It is not your regular tournament. You have to qualify for it. Only the top eight players in the year to end ranking qualify for this tournament. The points, the prize money, everything. And of course, it being the ATP World Tour final. I think this makes it a really, really prestigious tournament almost up there with the Grand Slams, don't you think? Right, because the Grand Slams really have a 2,000-point uh, system for winners. Uh, the next best is, we talked about ATP 1,000 events, but uh, the ATP finals can really fetch uh, 1,500 points, which is uh, which is an average or which is above uh, ATP 1,000, but below Grand Slams. Right, so in summary... We discussed about uh, the types of tournaments in ATP calendar. So, in terms of categories, there are four categories. Uh, Grand Slams, ATP 1000, ATP 500 and ATP 250. In terms of timeline or the calendar from uh, Jan to December, uh, we talked about four cycles. The first cycle is uh, hard courts or outdoor hard to be specific. Uh, So, Jan to March is typically outdoor hard. Uh, April to mid of June is uh, clay court season. Mid of June to mid of July is grass court season. Uh, Mid of July to end of August is 
again a hard court season but typically played on outdoor hard courts while from september uh, to end of november it uh, is an indoor hard court season so that's it for this episode of tennis bites uh, we hope you uh, enjoyed listening to us as much as we enjoyed talking to you uh, if you like uh, this show please subscribe rate and review us uh, on your favorite platform it it will help us uh, uh, grow the channel as well as this will reach uh, more tennis fans like you thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next week for another episode of tennis bites